Welcome to Unchained, the radio program which addresses the challenges facing Christians today with short, pithy presentations, presenting a vigorous defense for Christianity's claim that the Holy Bible is God's inspired word. This series deconstructs the arguments of evolutionists, anti-theists, atheists, and other enemies of the Holy Bible. Here is your host, Pastor Rod Anderson. Hi, I'm Rod Anderson. Two of the strongest exponents of anti-God rhetoric and anti-God dogma are atheists Daniel Dennett and Sam Harris. They both share views of determinism and free will. They charge the Bible as being unreliable, filled with trickery, nonsense, suited to the primitive world from which it was composed. But the question that I want to ask you is why should anybody listen to them at all when you hear such nonsense as this? Um, before we start... I just want to ask Sam one question. What is the consensus, do you think, in the scientific community about your argument? I mean, you've uh, mentioned that there are schools of thought, people like Daniel Dennett, who have a different view. How close do you think we are to some kind of universal declaration of the uh, illusory nature of free will? Um, well, it's just the state of affairs is really that most people just don't want to think about it. I mean, most people just think that there's no... There's no uh, most people are, are powerfully, their intuitions are powerfully shaped by the, the illusion, the sense that they have the freedom to consciously author their thoughts and actions. So people feel that there is a compelling subjective mystery and they don't, that no one has been able to give an argument about how it would map onto to physical reality, but people feel that the, 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 the experience is so compelling that there's just no reason to, to worry about it. This is the state from which we need to live. When asked if there was consensus on his view of free will in the field of neurological science, Sam Harris answers no. And that is because he is trying to convince others with something that is counterintuitive. Now, we all know that we all have freedom to make choices. We have freedom of choice. But according to Sam Harris, based on his evolutionary deterministic philosophy, there is no such thing as free will. There's no such thing, therefore, as true love. Love is imaginary. Well, I want you to listen to more. Then there are people like Dan who uh, have a different from my view, essentially change the subject. I mean, the, the, the disagreement between Dan and myself is essentially this. It's like we're living in a world where most people believe in Atlantis and they believe in the underwater kingdom and, and they, they, they read Plato closely trying to figure out where it was. And, and um, I want to say Atlantis doesn't exist. It didn't exist. People are confused about Atlantis. Uh, Dan wants to say is that Atlantis is really Sicily. And he'll give a whole argument about why Sicily answers to many of the claims that people are making about Atlantis. And I want to say, no, but, but they're still talking about being underwater. Now, Sicily <laughs> doesn't do that. And he says, but Sicily is a great place, and there's reasons to visit, and let's talk about Sicily. <laughs> and when he and I argue about this, he begins to respond to me as though I'm saying Sicily doesn't exist. And that's what, so there's a, there's a fair amount of talking past one another in, in these kinds of debates. Uh, of course, Sicily exists, but the people who are talking about underwater, an underwater kingdom, are at the very least confused, and that and that's the situation we're in with free will. 
Because he's floundering and can't even answer the question in a coherent fashion, he changes the subject to Atlantis and shares a discussion he has had with atheist Dan Dennett, who believes it could be referring to Sicily. But I ask you, what makes these authorities of any description? Why should anybody listen to these men? And remember that it's these same men who make accusations against God and the Bible. They even discredit themselves publicly, so why should they listen? These men claim that the Bible is at odds with modern science. And secondly, they suggest that there is no evidence the Bible has been inspired by God. On the matter of real science, one thing that should be noted by all and sundry is that no matter the discoveries that real science makes, it is never at odds with the Bible. It never even contradicts the Bible. Now, what I mean by that is that there is no new advances in the field of immunology, microbiology, astronomy, physics, which contradicts the Bible when it is critically evaluated. For example, with every development in molecular science, it simply confirms that there is incredible design. There's order, there's design and engineering, which will be impossible from a large explosion called the Big Bang 13.7 billion years ago. Modern science has proven through the advances in DNA research and our genetic code that it is far too complex to have just happened. It must have been designed. It could not have happened by blind luck. And if any piece of the genetic genetic information is missing, it cannot magically appear later. To put it simply, a fish cannot evolve into a mammal. An ape cannot evolve into a man because the DNA is missing. The genetic information is not there in the supposed earlier forms of life. And modern sciences has discredited that whole notion of, of simple to the more complex. It's an absolute scientific impossibility because simple simple cells cannot evolve into more complex cells. It cannot be from the simple gene pool to the complex gene pool or simple cells to a complex gene pool. Advances in microbiology have dispelled that anachronistic theory. Furthermore, biologists have proven from the sequencing of the human genome that we all go back to one father. The Bible calls him Adam, whether people like it or not. In 2013, in the New Scientist Journal, it was reported, and I quote, Almost every man alive can trace his origins to one man who lived 135,000 years ago, new research suggests. And that ancient man likely shared the planet with the mother of all women. This is incredible data coming from the latest scientific discoveries that we go back to one father, we go back to one mother, which is exactly what Moses recorded in the book of Genesis. When God created man in the beginning, the genetic gene pool was for the entire race there with resting in Adam and Eve. All of the gene pool was resting in the chromosomes of our mother and our father there in the beginning. The biblical account agrees with modern science. Same Harris, though, he charges the Bible as being a Stone Age document. Nevertheless, even a superficial reading of it reveals sophisticated scientific truths. For example, when the Greeks claimed that the world rested on the shoulders of Atlas and when the Hindus 
Jews taught that a giant turtle held up the flat earth with the help of four elephants, the Bible in the book of Job, 1,500 years before the time of Christ, taught the earth hangs on nothing. We call it space. And when the Egyptians, the Mesopotamians and the early Greeks believed that the earth was flat, the Bible prophet Isaiah, 700 years before the time of Christ, declared the earth to be a round sphere. In 1640, evangelistic Torricelli discovered that air has weight. But 3,100 years early, God inspired Job with the same truth in the book of Job, chapter 28 and verse 25. When the ancients believed there are only 1,100 stars above, God's prophet Jeremiah taught there were more stars which could not be seen or even numbered in Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 22. In the book of Hebrews, we read that the creation is made of particles invisible to the human eye in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. But it was not until the 19th century that it was discovered that all visible matter consists of invisible atoms. Now, I've just scratched the surface. When referring to the amazing way the Bible agrees with modern science and will always agree with real science, atheists like Richard Dawkins, Dan Dennett, Sam Harris have made huge claims discrediting the Bible and God's declaration that it is inspired by him. But any intellectually honest person will admit there are scientific truths within its ancient pages that resist the accusation that the Bible is a product of ignorant men. However, there are many other evidence of the Bible's supernatural authorship. For example, God declares that he knows the end from the beginning. To put it another way, he is not restricted by time and space as we are, and the evidence is revealed in the hundreds of amazing prophecies the Bible contains. Let me just give you one example, and this is found in Daniel chapter 2. Written 600 years before the time of Christ, the greatest of the Babylonian kings, King Nebuchadnezzar, has had a dream. And the dream, when interpreted by Daniel the prophet, is actually a prophecy from the time of the Babylonian Empire all the way down to the second coming of Christ. Now, this amazing prophecy in Daniel 2 describes a statue that has a feet of iron and clay. It has legs of iron. It has thighs of brass. as a chest of silver and a head of gold. And Daniel reveals that each of the medals represents successive kingdoms that would follow the Babylonian empire represented by that head of gold. There are four empires described followed by a divided kingdom. And as we look back over history, it is surely true. Following the Babylonians was the Median and the Persian Empire, followed by the Greek Empire, then the Romans. When the Roman Empire fell in 476 AD, it was replaced by 10 kingdoms of which seven became the forerunners of modern Europe today. I don't have time to go through that amazing prophecy in detail now, but if you go to YouTube, uh, type in my name and the seven amazing prophecies, you'll be able to find a presentation that I gave on this subject. So that's called Seven Mind-Blowing Prophecies. Now, the Bible is the most amazing of all books because it is inspired by God. And I would like you to become familiar with it. And to that end, I want you to have a free 25-part series called The Orchard Faith of Jesus Study Guides, which will fast-track your understanding of the Bible. And all you have to do to get them is send me an email with your name, postal address, and phone number two. 
info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au. That is info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au. Or go to our website, theorchardmelbourne.org.au, and go to the tab mark, contact us, and follow the prompts, and you will have them in no time at all. Well... Our time has run out again, but I look forward to being with you next time. Remember, the truth has nothing to fear from investigation. I'm Rod Anderson. Goodbye for now. You have been listening to Unchained. We look forward to your company here next time on 3ABN Australia Radio as we continue this series with Pastor Rod Anderson. Coming up next, we have a song by Mark Schultz. This is My Father's World. This is my Father's world And to my listening All nature sings and round me rings the music of the spheres. This is my father's world. I rest me in the thought of rocks and trees, of skies and seas. His hands, the All nature sings